Hey everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, as always, Brandon David. This is IC News. As you know, we do a background, sort of deep dive interview with a founder investor one week. Then the next week we do IC News, which is the show where we give our opinion, the editorial show for the cannabis industry, much, much needed. Today we have Ophelia of Green Sky Strategies. She helps you turn around your weed business. Everybody could use her help but she also has a great 30,000 foot view of the industry. And we get into a lot of awesome topics, including what it's like to be an Asian and female in the cannabis industry. She's got a great background in traditional media and print media prior to the cannabis industry. You're going to love it, guys. I learned a ton. She is absolutely hilarious. You're going to learn a ton. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. Before we jump into the episode, I just want to give a quick balanced advisor update. That's Eric and I's uh, consulting group. We help people raise money, strategy, all kinds of different things. So if you have an interesting project, if you have an interesting problem you can't solve, let us know. You can find us. Our emails are out there, balancedadvisor.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And thank you to everybody that's been so warm and welcome in LA. So many things, exciting things to work on. All right, let's get into the episode with Ophelia and IC News. Ophelia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me here. This I'm is so way, excited. way long overdue. I know we talked about this a little bit before, but the concept is basically. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening in the cannabis industry, and I think you're a person that's going to have a good opinion on some of those. Um, I also like to think I'm the kind of person that has opinions that other people sometimes like to listen to. You know, opinions are like assholes, right? Like (laughs) everybody has one, but... um, some people's are more interesting than others. I'll say that. Oh, I probably have two because I've probably given another asshole by someone. You have two assholes? <laughs> well, you know, it's like <laughs> there are times when I've been called out enough that I practically have a second asshole because of that. But let's give a little background before we get into these sure. topics. Um, you've been through a couple different companies in the cannabis industry now. When did you get into the cannabis industry? I got in about five years ago. Five and a half years ago. Okay. So in cannabis, that's 100 years. <laughs> that's a, so yeah, it's about four dogs and six cats lifetime right there. And what were you doing before? My career spanned over two decades, probably more than that, uh, starting with photography for Ray Gun. I worked in music. Um, I shot for a lot of bands. I shot okay. for what labels. Kind of Anybody we know? Uh, I was the first photographer for Alanis Morissette. Word. Yeah. So she was just really, recording. Actually, this is funny. Mm-hmm. I really like Alanis Morissette because my older sister, who's three years older than me, was like right in the core demographic for Alanis Morissette mm. and was a huge fan. Jagged Little Pill. Oh, yeah. All the time. You played it really loud when you broke day. out with someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like rain <laughs> on wedding day. Anyway, I digress. So you used to... Do a lot of photography for bands and mm-hmm. a lot of more set. And labels. Then segued into um, art direction for labels like World Dom. I did some work for Epitaph. And then again, I got headhunted. I keep getting headhunted. I went to a film company, so I distributed about between 50 and 60 films. Wow. 
and independent you know, films or yeah, what like Gus Van Sant, Todd Salons, um, a lot of foreign films, a lot of LGBTQ. Wave Actually, that's 96. fascinating. Total mm-hmm. side. We should talk about this afterwards, but I have a couple movie projects that are on my desk. I would love to see um, it. Well, you should talk about it. Yeah, because I was uh, creative director for Slamdance for 10 years. Uh-huh. And then also Sundance, Outfest, LAIFF, um, and a few very smaller ones. So are you like the most LA person ever? Is that is that what I'm Considering hearing? Considering Canadian, yes. I have a, <laughs> I like a chameleon. I have adopted, I thrown away the bacon and picked up the do- hot dog. <laughs> Where are you from originally? Uh, Tarana. Oh, okay. That's how we say it. If it's it's Tarana. like yeah, no one says Frisco because no. then you're a tourist. But if you are, uh, well, I don't this, say San Fran either. No, I say in Toronto is Tarana. Yeah, where are you from, Toronto? No, I'm from Mississauga. But, I'm, but yes? Drake doesn't say it like that. Well, yeah, but I'm a short Chinese woman, right? So uh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna say it the way short um, Chinese people say it, Tarana. Um, you're a creative director. Yes. And 2014? Um, yes, I was creative director for a lot of stuff. And so basically I'd gone through about six or six to eight careers and each one built on the other, right? So you learn something from one, you put it into the next, in the next bucket, next bucket. And so finally in 2014, 15, near the tail end of 14, I uh, had my first experience of cannabis. It wasn't me and just ever. Well, I did it in high school, but then in high school, it was snap, crackle, pop, weed, right? It was a lot. Seeds. Oh, God. You know, you kind of thought, it's a bonus. We got seeds. If I had kept all those seeds when I went to high school, oh, my God, I'd probably have a land race collection. That's incredible. (laughs) Because we kept, you sit there and just pull out all this stuff and go, seed, twig, chicken foot, seed. Oh, we found, and we finally got some weed here. And you can What's a little. chicken foot? Well, or a chicken claw. You know, sometimes you get those little branches that look like a little chicken paw foot thing. Oh, did I just make that up? I, no, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I just, I was born and raised in California. Oh. And the weed was always. Always cleaner. Pretty and, popping. Oh my God. No, we got, I think in Toronto, it came from Jamaica, like the West Indies. Oh my God. Because we called it Sensamelia. I smoked weed in Jamaica. It was trash. Oh, well, hey, that's called Canadian. Well, actually, it hasn't really changed that much in Canada, has it? Have you ever, have you been to Amsterdam? I am going to go next year. The weed from Jamaica and Amsterdam also trash. Oh, God! It's always it's very spongy. It feels like it's, see, the it's thing wet. Is, I love Amsterdam culturally, mm-hmm. but the weed here is so much better than in Amsterdam. Okay, we come here, California. We come here for the avocados, grapes, romaine lettuce, wine, and the weed. I also really like the women. And, well, Amsterdam, we go for the cheese. Do you go there for the women and the cheese or just the women? I was talking about California. Oh, all right. Do you like the <laughs> Beach Boys? Yeah. California girls? Those things, well, I don't know. I'm kind of... The East Coast girls. I don't... Well, that wasn't what drew me here. So let's just say that much. It wasn't yeah, the Yeah, I was bait. just adding my own addition. Oh, okay. A little amendment. I okay. Think, so yes. why weed? You had your first weed experience. Yes, because a, a very close family member is very sick. And so she had to travel here from another country to see if it would help. Because she is 
um, it's, it's not a curable disease. And, uh, so she was in, eating a little edible, right? And I thought, oh my God, you're a stoner. And I, then I thought, oh shit. Uh, and I walked up to my computer and I typed in at Get Images, stoner, right? See how they saw this person. And the keywords, because when you search for Im, uh, stock images, you put in keywords like dog, red ball, and all this stuff. So the keywords for stoner were, uh, besides stoner, was addict, convict, illegal, drug wow. dealer, all this stuff. And I was thinking, okay, so that's how they see my family member. That's not right. And that's when Stockpot was started. And basically January 8th of 2015. Okay. And, and then we pivoted just uh, this month too. Mm-hmm. So I think that it kind of brings up an interesting question for me, which is, Almost the entire world has moved into digital advertising, except for the cannabis industry. Well, was it, you mean like uh, having like Google ads or? Yeah, I mean like well, we how most of the shit is sold in the world. Well, yeah, but we can't yet. I understand. But as someone that spent a lot of time with print media, mm -hmm. is that a huge advantage for you now? No, because here's what happened just at the beginning of this month. So we were, Stockpot has been around, right, uh, for about five years, and we had partnered with Adobe. What happened was, when I began, because you remember 2014 through 2015, it was still Prop 215, right? And so I was, loved it then, by the oh, way. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> weeping, weeping. There's people weeping. And so... It was I very mean, hard to get. Sixty-four is cool. I like legal weed, but, but honestly, life hasn't changed very much. Well, it anymore. has for images because in 2015, you can go up to some farmers and say, "Hey, dude, let me come shoot photos of your farm," uh -huh. right? They'll probably go, "No," right, 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 politely, right? Or, "Hey, cousin, I need some stock photos of people smoking a joint. Can you model for me?" Uh -huh. No, right? I was very. I'm going to use the word taboo back then. So when I began it, it was very hard to get these images. Yeah. And so I ramped it up to about 250 photographers, okay. about 30,000 images, okay. partnered with Adobe, and then Prop 64 happened. So then you had 420 tours. You had, yeah. come, here's my plants. You know, come over and take photos. Everyone wanted to be shot with a joint, right? right? We, right. As we look at MedMen, which they ripped off my campaign. Um, okay. And so... Then what happened? So now I'm looking at it's diminishing returns. So I changed the stockpot into now assignment agency because I can get my photographers more work at more money than what we were doing in stock. I still have the whole collection of the 3,000 strains and things like that with the other photographer, Justin McIver. But even then, no one wants bud shots anymore, right? Because who's carrying 200 strains at their store, right? Or even... There aren't 200 viable strains to be in the store. Right, and there are, and if you go down into the last maybe 92% of them, they're basically just a version of Sherbert uh -huh. or a version uh -huh. of something else. Yeah, yeah. It was just I some... I have three cakes. Right yeah. Now. Oh, wedding? Wedding, lava, Sherbert. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And All the cakes. So we don't need those photos anymore. Uh -huh. And so that's why I went through the pivot. Okay. And then on top of that, layered on top of that, I started Green Sky Strategy with the ex-CEO of Altria, which is Philip Morris, 
they bought Jewel and they bought Kronos. You know, Lord Jones is very happy about that. God, the one, the guy who invested in with them made a hundred million off that deal. And I just saw their ads. I just heard their ads on MSNBC. So, anyways, I digress. So now I partner with these um, Fortune 150 executives, and basically what we do now is help companies turn around. Right. So we go in, restructure, fix it, and then bring the money to. Right, so they can do all that. So that's what we're doing now. Because working with these two guys who worked with... So, but largely for distressed companies, Yes, right? because they well, have both it's ran... a very exciting time for yeah. right now. Oh, there's See, a lot. Eric and I don't really position ourselves directly that way, but that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Basically now, it's like all these companies, they don't know what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to waste money on billboards. That was the easy thing to do. Now what? Can we talk about commercials? We absolutely can. That's a great that transition. Too? Let's talk about marketing in the cannabis industry. Um Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, right? We're, I got slammed for this once, but I told somebody, you know, we're just making it up as we go. And, but the other thing is too, it's a completely, it's a challenge, which makes it exciting. Um, like, uh, let's think of a, like, say for instance, that you're given um obstacle course, right? So you don't know what's going to come in this. Is it tires? Is it jumping over the sharks or whatever? But you kind of... That's a crazy obstacle course. We're jumping over sharks? Yes. Where let's, is this? Are you a daredevil? Are you like a risk taker? Let's, like let's just do it. So... <laughs> or, or, or jumping over your, your overly friendly ants. Um, let's, let's... What were we talking about? Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, so it's, it's advertising yeah. is once we're off schedule one, but then again, there's a lot of restrictions on tobacco, a lot of restrictions on uh, beer, wine, alcohol, and there's going to be restrictions once it's public yep. for weed too. Yeah, sure. It doesn't but have to be let's funny. look at the alcohol model, yeah. right? Because if you go on the internet anywhere, there are Bud Light ads with young, attractive women that were probably shot on the beach in Venice here. And yes, there are regulations, there are rules, but the way anything is sold today is purely just cost of acquisition versus lifetime value. That's how everything works today. Like that's how Amazon works, that's how everything works. And so in the canvas industry, everybody's just grasping at straws. Like, oh my God, I sponsored Northern Nights and Oh my god! I got a lot of business cards from it, and like that's that's success, right? Am I wrong? Is that what you're seeing too? I think that's a level of success for people who haven't been in in another industry. Yeah. Much. Yes. Right. And so um, you raised the point about the ads, and um, oh, I got completely forgot. But the the thing is that what we have to watch out for is. Okay, so you're going back to the beer with the girls, right? It'd be really great to have weed on football teams. Oh, here's what, here's what was my point. I'm not going to name the cafe, and I'm not going to name the weed company that had partnered. In our industry, in any other industry, if you had two major companies come together to create a business, and within two months, all of a sudden it's a different name, you go, what the hell happened? What? Oh, my God, scandal, scandal, scandal. But in cannabis... You can have a cafe completely change its name in two months. Everyone goes, oh, 
That makes sense. What What did happen? <laughs> what did happen? I don't know. Do you, you know, know? You know. I don't know. We'll speculate. Um, probably it was put together very quickly, mm-hmm. um, wasn't quite thought out, and somebody saw a lot of liability. Um, but then also, when you have people come and partner, and there's a lot of money, or something happens, you ever, okay, this is what it's like. You meet somebody where we're going to, great, this is amazing, we're having fun, I can't wait to start working with you, first month, right? Second month. So are you going to do any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. Okay, all right, go team. Third month, where are you? Right. I think is it is the honeymoon period ended so abruptly over something that they could not agree on, but it was the shortest honeymoon ever. I like all those theories. I'm trying to be uh, staying out of the... What I'm trying to say is that I don't want to say too much. Yeah. Only because I already have two assholes. I don't need a third one. I I have two assholes. I don't want a third. Okay. Fair enough. I just think um, it's possible that people didn't want to buy Lowell's products. Okay. What restaurant would you go to and they only served Paps Blue Ribbon? That's except for except yeah. for Medieval Nights. That's the only thing you can get there. Um, we're talking about West Hollywood. You know. Yeah, but the, the, they were attracting... But the thing is, for new people, that's still fine. I know it's fine, but what have we learned about the cannabis industry? A we're huge fickle? percentage of the sales mm-hmm. come from a very small percentage of consumers. So the only way that a cafe like that makes it is if people like you and I go over there and have meetings and smoke weed and hang out there. That's it. And if, look, I don't smoke Lowell's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lowell's is cool. I'm connecting with them. Shout out. They're probably going to be on the show. They're a relevant thing. They're a cool thing. I also don't drink Bud Light. You know, it's not, it's not bad. It just is what it is. And I kind of think that's part of the story. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no, I have no evidence. So do you think on the cafe side, they wanted more variety? Yeah. I I thought, I think they thought to themselves, this is West Hollywood. We have a weed cafe. We don't need fucking Lowell's. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that? I don't know. No, no, that sounds, no, that's, Again, that, I have no that information. Sounds, no, it sounds Nobody very feasible. Told me anything. Because it is a good point. Would you go to a restaurant that only serve no, it's a weird. gallo and they don't only, wine? They, I went there one time. They were nice enough to give me a reservation. It's hard to get a reservation. And now I'm shitting all over them. But anyway, uh, I'm not. I'm really not shitting on them. I just, I think that we're learning in this industry. We're doing better. They've done a lot of things really well. And obviously, there's always room for improvement. That, that's all. Um, but when I was there, they don't only have Lowell's products, but they have mostly Lowell's products. Right. I don't. I never went because I, I, to me, I did not want to spend money to smoke weed and eat. Yeah, when but I, it's a cool experience. I, I know, but I'm still really fighting it. Well, I've never it, seen any Oscar-winning film either. Well, except for Godfather. It's not like Amsterdam. I spent a lot of time in the cafes in Amsterdam. I spent a lot of time in the lounges in San Francisco. It's a unique thing. I'm telling you. And the food was good. I had a good experience. But, yeah, I mean, you're sitting in a backyard smoking weed, you know? I mean, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe eventually I'll head over. 
You should go. You'll okay. like it. Okay. Look, you're in this industry. Like, you, at I least guess. you should be knowledgeable about it. All right. Know? I don't want to go to Vegas uh, next week, but I'm going. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's talk about <laughs> so, some more topics. We can market all we want. Right. All day, yeah. every day. Very smart people like you can come in and help people with all uh-huh. sorts of things. But in t- until they lower the taxes in this state, people are going to just continue buying black market weed. All right. There's that. But um, do you want to talk about the, about the myth of the, the female buyer, the soccer mom? Absolutely, I do. The idea that there's this mythical big mm-hmm. swath yeah. demographic that's just dying. Uh-huh. Just killing themselves to find low dose anything. Mm-hmm. Vape pens, edibles, tinctures, bath bombs, toothpicks. Toilet paper, toilet mattresses, paper, pillows, tampons. yoga pants. Remember the CBD infused CBD yoga? yoga pants? Yes, and it just had a CBD um, mattress. How does work? I don't know. Probably, How do they even pretend that it works? It would make your asshole relax. <laughs> what? Well, what else is it? What I mean, like you're putting it on your but load. you don't shit with yoga pants on. No, but you're wearing it, right? It's going to be close to it. That's how okay, my yoga so, pants are. I don't know about yours. So I'm, <laughs> I'm constipated for the day. Okay. And I put yoga, these yoga pants on and I walk around all day and it loosens my shit up. That's what I don't think they do. promise that. I think it's like more of the, it, when you're doing yoga, you'll be extra more anti-anxiety, less inflamed. <laughs> but <laughs> This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been trying to push... CBD toilet paper for the longest time. Do you know what it's called? Oh, here's the here's the motto for my CBD toilet paper. Don't feel the burn. But the thing is, and also the sheets. You Does can it have use, pictures of Trump on it. No, but the sheets you can roll one off while you're taking a dump and roll a joint. Okay. It's like joint paper what kind and of papers. To- are they? I don't know. Because I don't want to smoke <laughs> toilet paper. Well, I guess it has to be like a more heavier duty hemp. So it might have a little grit to it. But people will get used to it because it's so useful. People will get used to it. <laughs> yes. That should be the slogan. You'll get used to <laughs> people it. People will get used to it. <laughs> oh, the snort. Amazing. Uh, okay. Anyways, there is no soccer mom. There's doesn't exist. No. I mean, okay. what is a soccer mom? What, what? How would you picture a soccer mom? What is it to well, you? You want the stereotype of the soccer yeah. mom? Yeah. Oh, I mean, she's in a minivan? Yeah. Middle America. Yeah. She's got six kids. In her, her name car. is Karen. Karen or Kathy? <laughs> yes. With, with a K she, and an IE. Yeah. And she's very busy mm-hmm. on the way to soccer practice. Because mm-hmm. what else would a soccer mom be doing? Long ass day. She's probably got a stupid sticker on her car, like baby on board. Oh, no. She has the whole family. Oh, right. The, the little stick stupid, people. Stick people family. I've always wanted to go over the razor blade and take <laughs> a couple legs off of them. If, but the thing is, though, you have cameras and parking lots now. So you can't do that. But um, do that. can you imagine you come back? Johnny's missing a leg. <laughs> Who decapitated dad? Take the leg, make it the dad's dick. <laughs> That's, that's what I would do. You and I are going out after this with razor blades. Because <laughs> oh isn't there a preschool no, up the street? No razor blades. <laughs> I take it back. Um, okay. Anyways, so that's the same thing for me too. But and then it doesn't also exist. So why? 
Is everybody just want this profile to exist? I think it is the the marketing agency that has doesn't know anything about cannabis pitches to the client and say, we're going to go after the soccer mom. Yeah. And the client goes, yeah, because in their head they're seeing the Dollars. woman, yeah, the woman buying shit on Amazon or toilet paper and all that stuff. The control, she controls the household. She makes the big decisions. Well, why? Yes. So she's going to make the decisions of what we need to bring into the house. That makes sense, right? No. Um, it does make sense, but not for weed. No, not for not for at least another ten years, right, yeah. because I mean that market is hanging out there. They're doing their thing, but um, you also hit- this is the other thing I realized yeah. with that demographic because mm-hmm. I've explored this. Mm-hmm. I give products to my stepmom and all this stuff, you know, and she likes to try. She doesn't like to be high, but she'll try whatever, you know. And she has like this much of something, like so little, and then whatever I give her, like literally lasts forever. And so I'm thinking to myself, how much does it cost to acquire this individual? And what are they going to spend with me forever? Again, back to the customer acquisition, lifetime value question, right? So yes, does she have a lot of disposable income? Yes. Is she buying weed? No. No. And it goes back to your question that you asked at the beginning about taxation, right? The people that are buying the stuff are people who've always bought it. And if you're going to tax the hell out of it, and you're right, they're not going to go buy it retail. They're going to go and do what they were doing before. Um, so so how do we get that market back? You know, bring down taxes? or you can, And the, the margin See, I don't is think so it's about really now. like... Really? I, I think that people are too stuck in this narrative of sort of black and white as if people are like I stand for the illegal black market you know like they're a trumper or something you know and it's not like that people are just faced every day with the question of my homie's here and he's gonna give me this five dollar gram or I can go to med men and I have to buy a 65 dollar eighth and that's just what happens every day over and over and over again, at least in California. I can't speak for what it's like in Denver, but at least in California. And so, like, I mean, you can't make the customer the bad guy, right? It's like this is systemic. And I think that we again and again and again like to associate cannabis and drugs with criminals. And that's just not the fucking case, you know? It's just not the case. The, the answer is... It's outrageously priced. If vodka was outrageously priced, people would start making vodka in their bathtub. You mm-hmm. know, that's just Andy what they would do. Exactly. So anyway, I'm ranting. But. Oh, no, but at, this sort of, at first I always thought teach people to grow, right, yep. as a thing. But the thing is, though, growing weed is not easy. It's hard, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I had some plants um, inside and outside. My outside plants, they were the poor stepkids. Oh, sorry, you're a stepchild, right? <laughs> so, I'm not poor, though. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The the plants outside didn't get as much love, but they were doing well. I mean, they were fine. And then they were, I mean, looking at the magnifying glass, I thought, okay, they're ready to go. And as I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it through the glass, what pops out in the middle of one of them? Mr. Green Inchworm, okay. right? And I thought, oh, my God. 
the whole plant is probably full of caterpillars. Of course it was, right? Because I had two bricks and I came up and started slamming each one, right? And then I thought, there's nothing left. So even teaching people to grow is not how we're going to be able to get no, medicine no. to everyone. Because and there's no way we can... grows aren't a thing either. Sorry, no. Yoni and Leaf. You're, I mean, no. he's a friend of mine, but no one's doing that. I'm sorry. Like, no. It's just not... I mean, maybe there's a certain... Sl- like, I would do it, mm-hmm. but like... It would take you six months before you even got to your plant. Well, that's true. But <laughs> uh-huh. and also, I'm just like some super consumer, right? right. Like, I don't exist in the demographic mm-hmm. statistics. So, like, I, I don't know. I think the answers are right in front of us. Just as usual, people are greedy. And governments are no different. They're fucking greedy. And they're just milking it. And you know what? The overall narrative, when we talk about the overall narrative... Is anybody really feel bad for the weed industry? Like, let's be real, you know? Like, if we're in it, I, I see that. There's problems every day. They're my problems, too. I help people in the industry. That's what I do. But in the big picture, you know, like, does anybody feel bad? Like, oh, fuck, like, the weed industry isn't growing like they thought it would. No, nobody cares, you know? It's, it's cycles. But um, the thing is, though, is not as sexy anymore. It's because not sexy at all. When I go, when I get these pings from LinkedIn and I look at the person's profile, it's like, advocate. I said, like, yeah, uh-huh. Another one is ganja guru or something uh-huh. like that or master grower. Uh-huh. And I thought, and then you kind of look at what else they were doing and I thought, well, okay, maybe you were growing, you know, uh, on the illegal markets yeah. and you're working at Walmart yeah. during the day, but okay. But it's when it gets to LinkedIn, yeah. you're thinking... That's that's like um, hanging out with your really old uncle, uncle and totally. aunt. Totally. It's, it's like, ugh. That's funny. That's what I was like, ugh. That's a good way to say it. Uh, Producer Eric gets mad at me because I stopped checking my LinkedIn. Um, I have 150 messages. Woo. And I, honestly, I can't. It's One of them can be from Bill Gates. I'm really sorry if you LinkedIn messaged me in the last year. For six months, but it's so overwhelming. Oh, there are some nuts on there. I know. Before LinkedIn got hot, it it, it was boring, right? But now it's it, people coming out of the woodwork, and um, here's it, the other thing: you can't. Bleh, sorry, the go other, ahead. Sorry, cut Facebook you off. too. The, oh, I cannot look at Facebook. But the other thing is, anybody that's real and worth a shit, you can find my email so easily. Like, it's available. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not taking the additional 30 seconds to send me an email, which I check religiously, like, who are you, you know? It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I use LinkedIn, but then uh I find the person. Right. And then I'm like, okay, who do I know that knows that person? Mm -hmm. Can I get an email intro? This is how humans work, right? Oh, yeah. Going back to the old days in LinkedIn, when I first started in 2015, there were very, very few weed people on there. But the ones that did want to connect were all, one guy was wearing a gas mask and a hoodie on his avatar, right? And I thought, why are you even here? <laughs> it's like, I don't understand. This, this is, is social networking. There is like, there's, this does not make sense. It's like, what two things don't go together? Yeah. A guy with a gas mask and a hoodie trying to connect on LinkedIn. Yeah. Really? <laughs> so yeah. then, That's but hilarious. then that was entertaining. 
But after now, it's just really boring. It, they all look like I'm an accountant. I think that our early ability to not give a fuck about that mm-hmm. really helped us. Um, and I have to shout out and thanks to OnFleet. You know what OnFleet is? The uh, um, delivery software platform. Anyway, startup in San Francisco. And I worked there for a couple of years. A lot of clients in the cannabis industry. But to their credit, they let me do this. And said, we support weed. We support you. Put whatever you want on LinkedIn and in the world or wherever. Doesn't bother us. And I got a lot of love and respect for that for a long time. That's really cool. Um, But anyway, we just early on didn't give a shit. You know, it was in my LinkedIn. It was everywhere early, you know. And so everybody like that wanted to know, wanted to talk. They were like, wow, like this white dude in San Francisco is like, you know, anyway. It was, I think it, made, that it was cool back then. It was cool. Because I oh, would I be. Oh, I thought I was so cool. Oh, I was totally cool. On one time riding on the shuttle from dropping a car off at the park, off site parking at LAX, right? I'm sitting there. I'm saying, hey, where are you guys going? Just make chatter. And he said, well, we're going here. And, I, and they asked me, I said, well, I'm going to a cannabis convention. And he said, really? What do you do? And I said, blah, 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 blah. And one guy said to me, are you high? And I replied, okay, if I owned a winery, would you ask me if I was drunk right now? Right. And yeah. he went, oh, uh, no. Yeah. And I said, so there's your answer. Yeah. No. Um, and that was always at the beginning. Said, Are you, you're in a camps. Are you stoned right now? Come on. People ask me that every day. For, Still. All yeah. It, Weed people ask me. It, it's like, no, it's, uh, it's. It's uh, really inappropriate. Well, it's. I think. It's like you, you know, did you take a poop today? Exactly. That's What's, exactly what I was going to say. I get, oh, I know. How's we your talk- bulimia? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. It's sort of like. It's very personal. It is. But, and then again, but that has changed. Now you get on a, anywhere's, oh, yeah, my cousin's, oh, okay, at a wedding of one of my students over the weekend, he said, oh, you got to meet this guy. He's Mushroom a student. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah. When I taught at Art Center, this guy said, you, um, the groom said, you have to meet this guy. He's in cannabis, just like you. And I thought, okay. So I walk up to the guy and say, hi, how you doing? And I said, what do you do? He says, I'm an investor. And I said, oh, that's interesting. So have you been, uh, what are you doing? He said, well, you know, I love going to Humboldt. You know, it's Humboldt's my town, da, da, da. I said, that's interesting. And then he says, you know, I get, I also get mushrooms, pounds of them for $1,000 a pound. I went, mm-hmm, okay. And he just kept going rattling on, and I said, I said, oh, my Uber's here. I drove my car. It was a good, if you want to leave something, you always say my Uber's here, All right? And then we go, oh, yeah, yeah, you better run out and get it. So That's smart. Yes, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah don't say li- lift, because no one will believe you, lift will ever made it to where you're going. So, um, <laughs> the yeah, so I just kind of ran from this guy. Uh-huh. Okay. That's a good story. Yeah, thank you. Good story. Um, so we talked a little bit about this mythical audience of soccer moms. Soccer moms. Yeah. But there is a pretty distinct groups in the cannabis industry right now. There is sort of like the old world Emerald Triangle soulful OG crew. Exactly. And then there's white private equity dudes in suits from New York that are poking their nose around that don't smoke exactly. <coughs> so for better or worse, I traverse this line almost every day. 
And I like to consider myself or our organization as sort of a bridge in that way. Because I really do smoke weed. We're, we're really smoking weed in here. Um, and I really do have a lunch after this with a middle-aged white dude. You know, and we're going to talk about debt. <laughs> so, like, I, that's what I do. Like, that's kind of what the role that we play. But there are really two distinct groups. And we had Betsy Kabaker on oh, the Oh, I love Betsy. She can't, she can't talk right now. But, you know, we should go to where she is. quiet meditation. Yeah. And we should actually try and make her talk by looking over the fence. <laughs> and go, Betsy, Betsy, we got your dog. Say something. We got your dog. <laughs> I would love to do that. That'd be hilarious. And she'll be going "Mm," like this. Answer yes if you want him to live. (laughs) (laughs) No nodding. No no blinking. You got to say it. It's it's not breathing. (laughs) And we got your grandma right here too. She's looking blue. How do we bring these two groups together? How do we get the white dudes... And the weed people. So well, here's another more nicely together. Then let's look for something that's similar to that an analogy in the past. Internet, right? Yeah. Okay. No, no, we can't because all the internet people are white. All right, let's go. Um, <laughs> They're Asian too. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most of fiber, I think. Don't put so, me out here. <laughs> so like well, how do we get them together? Let me ask you a different question. Give them jobs. Give the equity. How do hmm? women fit into that landscape? Because I talked about this with Betsy at length. And mm-hmm. Betsy's a good friend. We talk about this stuff all the time. And when she doesn't see herself in a room, it's very hard for her to feel comfortable and network, as they say. And I don't have that particular problem, but I also realize that I'm a straight white dude. And I got a little gray hair these days and like I'm accepted, you know, that's just how it is. Um, how do you feel in those environments and how do you deal with it? Is it an issue for you being, well, let's take it in two parts. Is being Asian a, an obstacle? Good question. All right. So this is how someone asked me that once too. And at the beginning, when I first started, I would walk into a room and be all marshmallows, right? Just marshmallows, right? And I would be looking for another raisin, right? If it were like, ah, raisin, raisin, marshmallow, marshmallow, marshmallow. And then when you find the other raisin in that room, you kind of lock eyes and you think, there's another person here that looks like me. So you run over and go, hey, how you doing? And then remember Animal House, the movie? Okay, there's a scene where they're rushing, right? And the two guys, uh, Flounder and the other guy, go to the Chad and Biff. Or Bob, uh, yeah, yeah. And the Chad and Biff bring them in and says, come on in, guys. We want to introduce you to someone just like you. And they bring them to a back room where there's an Indian guy, a guy in a wheelchair, a blind guy, and a black guy. Right? That's what cannabis is like sometimes. <laughs> it's like, come on in. Let me introduce you to this. You might. And then you go into the room and you go, oh. All right. So that's how it feels sometimes. Is there any hope? Um, yeah, I think there is. Yeah, I'm always optimistic. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. I think so, too. I, you know what? There's going to be someone who's going to come and pick I'm up sure all the pieces. every generation has said this in some form or another. 
But I really do feel like males that are my generation and younger, they're pretty aware of this kind of stuff. Um, and I don't know, at least in California, like I think people are pretty sensitive to the fact that minorities and women have been excluded and we should at least be nice, you know? Now, I also run into the problem where I don't believe in like affirmative action or something like that, where I'm not just going to specifically work with people because I'm trying to help black people, you know, but it's a meritocracy and I have no problem with Asian or green, yellow, blue, yeah, well, purple, me... whatever, you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to make money. Uh -huh. Well, here's, here's, here's a secret. All right. If I was a white woman... A star photo agency for cannabis. Yeah, it would have made an interesting story. But I realize that being Asian, right, because Asians hate weed, uh, female, that I could use that to my advantage. I think particularly Asian females hate weed. Oh, my God. I, I, I got I, plenty of I Asian ran, guy friends that like weed. I ran, no, but I ran with that as bait for media pieces because it added another layer of interest. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so being Asian for me is it's a, a comp plus. huge plus. I love that you've, huge you've turned plus. that on yeah. its ear like that. That's so cool. Yeah, and so whatever That's I'm what doing next. That's what everybody needs to do, you know? Like is, whatever you are, yeah. make it a positive. Mm -hmm. Use it to your advantage. You know? Right. That's cool. And and how about as a woman? Um, That never, you know, I never thought as myself as male or female, I just thought of myself as what I am. And um, I didn't, I never saw any disadvantages of being me. Yeah. So I never felt held back. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like I was not getting what I needed. Um, no. So help me understand. Because when I talk about these issues, I only hope to understand. I have three sisters I have a mom, I have a stepmom, a lot of women in my life, other women that I won't shout out at the moment, but I still am learning every day about women. I learn something new. Why is there this overarching narrative that women and minorities are getting fucked either in the cannabis industry or in this industry or whatever? Because as you just enumerated, and please don't let me offend you, you're not that young, right? Nope. Like you've been doing this oh for my a God. bit. Forever. Yeah. And like you're saying it was an obstacle for you. Is that is that what I heard? Did I hear yeah, that? Yeah, it wasn't an obstacle for me. So then why is there this But because gasp? it is But I think it is true though, because even um maybe I haven't found it in this industry, but throughout my career as a photographer uh, designer working bands, I was harassed a lot um, by men and women um, in many ways. Um, and so it's it's not, I'm not saying that I've never had these issues. Yeah. I am just saying in cannabis right now, I haven't seen it. For me personally, uh, there is a lot of abuse and there is a lot of inequity, inequity, inequality, um, in this industry, mm -hmm. but I'm saying on my personal level, um, I have not experienced it, but that's me. Where do you see it? For women, I see that with, there's not enough support, right? Because a lot of women do 
three or four jobs. They have a full-time job to support what they want to do in the industry. They probably have a family. They might or might not have a partner. Um, and so they're all trying to do it on their own. A lot, I would say 95% of the women I know and that I adore are maybe have a staff of two. Right? And they're trying every day to and get this business going. Because of a lack of funding? Lack of it's funding. to raise money? And also a lack of help. Because... But that goes with money, right? Yes. And also, we don't like asking a lot of women, we're going to try and do this as hard as we can on our own until we finally break down. Uh So I think a lot of it is daily struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, I mean, just to keep your business running. Well, look, I mean, the cannabis industry is challenging, but I don't think that's inherently female. Um, Okay, let's see. I think we're doing we're better at pulling out women and highlighting them in cannabis. But how big is the cannabis industry compared to say it's tiny. Yeah, food and beverage or accounting or but, law. But if you work in the industry, it's everything, right? You would have to yes, because we're right now we're a very tiny pond. Yeah. Very tiny. Yeah. And once something happens in the next year, it's going to become this Ocean. What's that thing? It could be legalization, right? Okay. Because someone might throw that out there to win a certain segment of the now voting we're public. About yes. Let's divulge just a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about not just generally politics, but like in relation to weed. Do you think it matters who wins the presidential election? Yes. Yeah. I do. Because right now we're at a climate crisis and the EPA has completely changed on 180. Um, Yes, maybe we had the lowest um, rate of unemployment today in 50 years. But then again, that's just a headline. We need to read the rest. Why is it? A lot of underemployment happened. Yes. And also we're, we're looking at the season too when the most hiring is done. Right. So that's beyond the headline. I just believe there's, and also we're, I mean, Syria, Turkey, um, and what we have now by, we're going to get that Christmas gift of an impeachment. So. Does that matter to you? Yes, it does. Because I'm a Canadian, but I became an American citizen in 2000 so I could vote. Right, because I was paying enough taxes, I thought, why am I doing this? And I can't say anything that I want my roads fixed. So I became an American citizen because I believe in this country. I've voted in every election, minor, major. In California. Yeah. yeah. And I believe in this country that much that I want this place to be what I saw in 2000. And so for me, it is... It might be stronger than someone who's born here because mm-hmm. I don't take it for granted. Oh, I, absolutely. No, my, uh, mm-hmm. my, I had a grandmother. She's dead now, but she survived the Holocaust. She was a German Jew and survived the Holocaust. And then she lived most of her life in the U.S. And she was so patriotic, like way more patriotic and excited about America than me. You know, I was like cynical, like Californian, you know, just amazing how that works, right? Like if you experience something different, you value 
And you made a choice. So much. You made right? a choice. Just yeah. like you, if you choose to use cannabis or weed or pot, you are you become an advocate for it. How about those words? I have these conversations about what words to use all the time. In fact, with my parents pretty recently, like what's the appropriate terms? They say pot sometimes. Pot has sort of an old derogatory feeling for me. I know a lot of people use it. I say weed. I love weed. I think weed is mm-hmm. the sort of harmless version. I know that marijuana has a negative Hispanic Too many syllables context. for me. It's also a weird word. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, cannabis, you know, it's very scientific. That's how I speak about it formally. But if I'm, I don't smoke cannabis. I, if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke weed, you know. So... Do you agree with that? Do you use those words? What do you, what do you No, I'm not in the same same plane with you on that one because cannabis seems too PC. Yeah, exactly. And to make me use a word that I is not natural to me. Yeah. Because it shows that I'm PC is kind of hypocritical. Yeah. Um I'm going to use whatever we word that I'm most comfortable with, but I'm not going, of course, I'm not going to call, I'm not going to be a racist or <laughs> say things like that. But if when you it comes say to marijuana, you're not a racist, no, but, but there I, are, you know, these things matter the way that we talk but about who's it matter, matter to, I think that it matters to a subset of Hispanics that identify. Oh no, with, well, not marijuana. Not, oh, I mean that, yeah. but who does it matter to, that we have to use a proper word, whatever it is for them. Well, what I'm asking you is, so, does it matter? No. Okay. I, I don't. Do you get into your automobile? You get into your car, your ride. I mean, really. Whip. It, I'm whipping. <laughs> yeah, the truck. But the thing is, and also, it is putting a word that you're supposed to use to show that you are with them. But the thing is, so I am with them in spirit and heart and everything else. Yeah. And if if it's contingent on one word, then I don't want to be in that club. Yeah. It's there. Oh, good it looks answer. like I'm going to get a third asshole soon. I, I like that answer. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good answer. Thank you. Um, let's talk a little bit more about you. What kind of consumer are you? What, what do you smoke? What do you like? Oh, that's a good question, too, because it leads up to my almost 15 years of sobriety from alcohol. All right. Um, and so when I came into the industry, I had to decide, all right, do I say, you know, you know, quote words, quote, uh, sober, or do I actually use weed? All right. And it took a while and because I started researching it. Um, How long were you an alcoholic for? It wasn't that long. It was basically because I was with a lot of bands. Uh-huh. After I graduate high school, right? You kind of is ride it's or die. A party environment all oh, the time. Lord, yes. And then publishing. Those public people in publishing are the most, the biggest alcoholics ever. But, and uh, lawyers. Oh, yeah. And I'm a people pleaser, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. say, hey, one of Martina. All right. So, um, especially if they're paying for it, right? Oh, well, so the. By using weed, I did so much research on it, and I f- realized that what I was thinking was all propaganda. Just like the people who said to me in that show, are you stoned, yeah, right? Yeah. And I realized that it's a plant-based medicine. So, But right now, I still, knowing my OCD and my addiction problems, I will do 10 to 20 milligrams of an edible to go to sleep and maybe a dog walker, okay. right? 
Um, other than that, then here right now, being a people pleaser, yes, I did smoke a joint with you. But did you do that just for me? You didn't have to um, do that. No, I did a little bit because it's Friday. It's but Friday. also I know that if I sit down for a certain amount of time, I'm perfectly fine to drive. Right. Right. I wouldn't yeah. have smoked it and gotten in my car. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's smart too. That was also, again, awareness of yeah, what of my tolerance. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't drive ever. Like, I, I don't know. I, that's just not cool for me. I get some people, none of my business, but for me, I can't be I think people who are stoned who that's drive cool. go two miles an hour thinking they're going 80. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. And but that's dangerous too, especially on the freeway in LA. Fuck. Well, no. How fast are freeways going in LA? 80? No. Most of the time, it's probably like 30. I go 80. I thought you said you didn't drive. One day a week. Okay. So... Yeah, actually, I got here pretty fast. I was surprised how, how just a little bit over yeah, the limit you, I was going. You traverse the crazy oh, world yeah. of L.A. Oh, you know, if you want to go back to the race question, I'm not profiled, right? I'm not. So driving up and down in San Francisco with certain products, I was never stopped. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Cause right, because I look like some Korean PTA mom I never get stopped in a... Either. And and just waving a hey, how you doing? Going just going to see my kids at UC Berkeley. So mm-hmm. back to sobriety. Yes. Okay. That's where we were. All right. Um, I don't love alcohol actually. I I, I like, never liked it. Yeah, that's so interesting. You just kind of just happened for you. Yeah, because it was it was yeah, and then you don't think oh, I'm not an alcoholic because I'm not drunk every day. Uh-huh. I'm not an alcoholic because right. I'm not you start stumbling. It. Yeah, or yes, or yes. So, but, and I had, it was one day I just couldn't justify anymore. And I just stopped drinking that day. Got it. Mm -hmm. And was that challenging? For two years it was because I would wake up with nightmares thinking I was drinking. Wow. I never went back to drinking. in those two years, were you having any cannabis or no? Mm -mm. No, I think because mentally you have to just detox, right? And then if you're trying to replace it with something else, then really you're not figuring out what the root problem you're not was. With it, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then after that couple year period, how long before you find cannabis before you Um, let's see. Uh ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Oh wow. So that's a lot of sobriety. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and that must have been a scary moment to say, oh I'm gonna No, not really, because I did an edible first. Uh-huh. I only uh-huh. did edibles for the first part of the year. I might have smoked one or two joints, but even then, not that much. But I did grow 23 plants my first year because I wanted to know the life cycle of a plant because I'm in the business. So I popped all these seeds, figure out male, female, and I had a crop of 23 at the end of it. Uh, Gave it all away. But for me, if you're in this industry, you got to know the plant. If you sell ketchup, you got to know a tomato. You sell a car, you've got to be able to drive it. So... Same thing. If you're going to sell weed, know the plant. Yeah. Go to Oaksterdam. Yeah. You know Oaksterdam, right? Yeah. In Oakland, they teach you everything. Mm-hmm. Or you can just teach yourself. You can, but... I did. Small plug. Anyway, <laughs> it's um, a great school. It's cool, yeah. I did an Actually, episode they were... with Dale, the mm-hmm. chancellor, I don't know, two and a half years ago, three years mm-hmm. ago, something like that. Um, well, this has been rad. Thank you. Thank you so it's much been for so joining much fun. us. I enjoyed it. Very interesting. I like your perspective on many different things. Um, plug your stuff. What What do you do best in the world? What can right you offer now? someone? Yeah. Listen and restructure distressed companies. Okay. So if someone is bleeding, 
at the moment. I'm there with a Band-Aid. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't rip off the scab until it's ready. So we do this thing where if you had to have a neon sign above your head for the rest of your life, it follows you around everywhere. What would that neon sign say? It would be Happy Banana. Happy Banana. <laughs> That's, That's a great place to. That sounds like a great week. I was going to say actually. Happy Vagina, but that doesn't sound so good. Sounds great to me. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it could be, yeah, Happy Banana, Happy Vagina, either one. Happy Banana, Happy yeah. Vagina. Yeah. You're funny. You know that? Because it's happy and yeah, I got one. So, you I know, one. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Yeah.